the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. And Rob Spinoza of Guaranteed Rate. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate. Give it away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is random trivia. Now, guys, I want to start off with uh, what seems to be at the forefront of uh, – of real estate mortgages, um, this uh, bill that's trying to get passed called AB 2501, and it is, to, in my opinion, unconscionable. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you look at what they're trying to pass, and hopefully they won't pass any of it, but uh, basically it sounds like all someone has to do is, is ask their lender for, uh, if this is units one to four, so most people listening, let's say, are you know, residential, uh, they're, they're personal residents, all they have to do is ask for a deferment, and they automatically, they don't have to prove any hardship. They could be gazillionaires. You know, Bill Gates could do this, right? Ask for a deferment for six months, automatically gets granted. And then, oh, by the way, okay, we'll give you another six months where you don't have to do anything, right? Reminds me of that joke. Good guy goes to the doctor, couldn't pay his bill, give you still have six months to live, couldn't pay his bill, give it up. Yeah, that's months. right. Exactly. That's right. exactly it, yeah. And then, and then after that, uh, you know, you can't charge, uh, the lender can't charge late fees or uh, uh, default interest. And then after that, you, there's a, uh, uh, you get into discussions with your borrower to basically say, okay, well, maybe we can modify your loan and reduce the principal and, and all this stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. I mean, not everybody is getting hit hard by COVID and, and why penalized one one industry for another, you know? Um, it's not it's not like the the, the the innocent lender and we're not talking about the big banks all the time it could be the private lender um, but then also yeah. and then foreclosures have to like stop like for until six months after we're out of this quote emergency situation I mean you know what I, I say uh, the politicians uh, we just decide that they don't get a paycheck anymore in fact they have to pay 200,000 a year to be a politician all in favor <laughs> raise your hand right <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we knew we get a unanimous yeah. vote on that. I mean, okay, so that that's that's my little tirade. Uh, you guys, want to chime in on that? Yeah, sure. I'll take a stab at it. I mean, um, I, I think that the, the most important thing to remember for all of us, if we are in real estate, and even if we're not, but let's focus on those of us that own property. We are part of a real estate and financial ecosystem. 
And if you break down part of the ecosystem, there are inevitably, you know, impacts on another part of it. So uh, I thought you touched on the most important thing that I have a problem with, Edward, and that is that there's no need to prove a hardship. I mean, if, if you are going to simply walk from your commitment or renege on your contract, which is essentially what your mortgage note is, and you don't have a reason to do so, know that you are inflicting harm on some other part of the financial Well, and, just, and again, it goes, okay, so not only does it hurt existing contracts right now, but think about it. Would, no, Wells, Fargo, would, would Wells Fargo ever make another loan, a real estate loan? Well, no. Well, right. uh, let, 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 let's look at this in, in the light of, of what people are doing. So let's say you live in a community and your children go to public school. Well, if you don't pay your mortgage, okay, let's say your property taxes and your insurance are part of your mortgage payment. You have an impound account. Oh, good point. Now, the county yeah. is no longer receiving your tax payment, which funds things that affect your community, the community that you live in. So again, you know, we're, we're all tied to this. It's not yeah. like you against the banks. It's not like you against the, the big bad lender. Yeah. It, you know, you that's, are. A, that's a very good point. One, one other thing I was thinking about this morning was, what about reverse mortgages? You don't, oh, have, to pay, you don't have to make payments on those at all. So those lenders who are doing reverse mortgages are unaffected, as well as the borrowers. Uh, there's no, there's nothing for them to argue with because they're not making payments anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll to, we'll so all of the unintended consequences of, of legislation like this um, is yep. it creates a nightmare downstream. So I, I think you know, um, I think it all has to do with uh, constituents. Again, if they if they mm -hmm. just say, you know, what well, we're going to pass a law that anybody with green eyes, you're automatically allowed to just knock them off. If, if they could get elected for doing that, they'd say, sure, that sounds good. Forget the morality. You know, it just that's what sort of right. frustrates me about these stupidity. Uh, you know, and it's so overreaching. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, at the end. At the end of the day, the, the, the mortgage bondholders still need to be paid. So, so they're not yep. exempt from this. And, and from what I've seen from other, some of the other legislation, you know, they, they don't have an out. So in other words, you know, if the payments stop coming in somewhere, somebody still needs to get paid. It's just like, you know, if you lose your job, the bills keep coming. You know, they, it's not like your yeah. bill collects, oh, you know, oh, you lost your job, no problem, don't pay us this month. They have their own bills to pay. And so this is what's happening in the real estate world. These measures, the best of their intent, let's play, let's play angels advocate, yeah. right? The best of their intent is you don't want people to foreclose. You don't want to go down that same road again where you start, you know, pulling out the underpinnings of the real estate market and financial and the value of real estate yeah. needlessly or carelessly. So we're, but, but you, Edward, again, you, you touched on the key issue. You've got to, you've got to prove a hardship here. I mean, it, for, for this to be palatable to me, I don't, I mean, if you're working and you can pay your bills, you know, if you, if you decide not to do it, there are going to be consequences. And, and the, uh, the, the IRS gave a, you know, a, we have to go to one minute break here. Uh, we have to, uh, I was going to say the, you know, the IRS gave a little reprieve of July 15th, you know, rather right. than 15th. But they didn't just suddenly say, well, you know, don't worry. You don't have to pay your taxes for two years, you know. All right. <laughs> that just frustrates me. All right, guys. First commercial break trivia question here is, who was the only president of the Confederate States of America? So you're talking about the Civil War, right? You, uh, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Who was the only president of the Confederate States of America? 
And uh, when we come back, we're going to have a little bit more calmer uh, information because hopefully I will calm down. All right? Stay with us. You're listening. <laughs> you really need that previous statement. His hands are shaking so bad. That's <laughs> true. Exactly. Stay with us. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Rob Spinoza and... Nam Fon. First trivia question. Who was the only president of the Confederate States of America? Who was that? Well, if he had a statue, it's going to be torn down. I'll tell him that. Yeah. Um, Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis, that is correct. Okay, now we were talking about this AB 2501 that was uh, is trying to get passed. And something that yeah. hasn't been talked about yet also uh, is the fact that let's say you go ahead and you, you can pay your mortgage payment, that you, but you just decide, hey, I can, I can get away with something here by not paying. If I remember correctly, we talked about this a week or two ago that uh, that's still going to go on your credit report the fact that you had requested this and uh, you know theoretically lenders are not supposed to take it into consideration but it's in the memo it's going to say you didn't pay your mortgage that's just right that's right true you know what we're, we're seeing this already so initially when it happened believe it or not initially when it happened the, the way these were coded on the credit report it was saying mortgage affected by natural disaster so i think before a lot of the um, a, lo- a lot of the uh, language had been figured out or the way they were going to deal with this had been figured out. They were trying to code it in a way that would tip off creditors, um, but not exactly accurately. So now you'll see that it says loan is in forbearance. We're getting those on credit reports already. And when we pull those, we have to ask uh, the consumer is, you know, where are they in that process? Sometimes they've told us, Oh, I haven't even started. I just called the servicer to ask. And they put this flag on there, but others are saying, "Yeah, you know, there's I've, I've not wow. made payments or whatever." Wait, wait, so hold on, just just and the fact that people just even sellers try to figure. So you're telling me you're telling us, excuse me, you're telling us that yeah. just the fact that they inquired, well, that, that, ask a question. That's what they told us. That's what they've told us. When, yeah, when when you get into this stuff, you start to find out uh, maybe it wasn't just an inquiry. Maybe they filled out a form. I, I you know. It's yeah. hard to know. There's not uniformity across this in our industry, which is rolled out. So we are we are starting to see it as my main point. And we are, you know, we have to deal with it head on when we see it. Wow. Wow. So when you're taking in a borrower application and you see this, how much weight does that carry in your in your underwriting or, or as conventional lender? What how much weight does that carry? Well, as, as they've stated, it, it's, it's not having an adverse impact on the borrower's score, which is a good thing. But but when you see it, you have to ask them the question because one of the things we've not yet been able to do is close a transaction where they are behind or not behind, but they have outstanding payments that have not been made. So uh, the guidance is changing. It just recently changed as well. Um, but mm-hmm. to the best of my knowledge, it's really difficult to close a transaction where somebody is actively in forbearance and has not brought those payments current. As long as they have, simply having made the forbearance agreement and, and, uphold, and, and having upheld the terms of it doesn't appear mm-hmm. to be problematic for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac at this time. But check in with us you know, uh, periodically because it is changing. It's in flux. Got it. 
So this um, piece of legislation, Edward, it was uh, barely voted down. I think I yeah. don't know when the I don't remember when the last vote was, but I mean, when do you know when the next? Um, I think it's, we'll coming be on up, this? it's coming up pretty soon. They voted it. Uh, did you're right? It just barely did not pass a few days ago, mm-hmm. and then it's uh, coming up again. And, uh, and you were going to let people know how to vote. Yeah, this. I mean, it's you know, there's, like there's, um, right. Okay. It does. I mean, the unintended consequences of the domino effect of this, yeah. um, as written, and I'm sure they're they're making amendments for each or amending it uh, for each you know round of voting, but. You know, you can go to your your congressman, congresswoman, senator to to fight this. Uh, and many of our listeners, you know, our landlords are our own property, and this is going to impact them. And in fact, you know, a lot of our uh, investors are coming to us saying, "Hey, you know, you know, please make sure that." you bring awareness to this to as many of your clients as possible to your well, I, and, and I, I was just hearing uh, earlier this week that uh, someone had told me that a bunch of people in San Francisco just decided to break their lease and just walk. That's it. They just, they just walk. They, they, they exited, you know? Wow. And, and uh, I mean, the next thing would be probably car loans, right? <clears throat> I don't sure. have to pay GMAC anymore just because, I mean, if I don't have to pay my mortgage payment, I don't have to pay my car payment. You know, yeah. I'm waiting for PG&E to come out with a, a grace period of like three years. You know, <laughs> so and, you know one one thing we've learned through the you know the recent civil unrest and things like that is you know society works on a on a lot of implicit agreements, implicit and explicit agreements. But society, for it to function properly, has to people have to uphold their commitment, and and, yeah. and that means you know across the board. So so if you're if you're gonna stop paying your rent or stop paying your mortgage, it will affect the area in which you live. There is a ripple effect. We're all tied together in some form or fashion. And you can observe this very readily if you live in a condominium project. Wait until three or four owners, even if the project's 100 units large, wait till three or four owners stop making their HOA deals. See the wrench that that throws in the works. Even when the HOA has good reserves, now you've got these problem owners who refuse to contribute and, uh, and litigation ensues and, and yeah. more things become really difficult for everybody there. Um, so, you know, look, everybody faces hardships at time in their life. I think that laws made to accommodate those situations comprehensively and in a manner that insulates, that's a good idea. But this wide sweeping stuff, man, I don't see how you implement it without, like what Nam just said, it's just a domino effect. You know, eventually taking yeah. down more bins. Yeah, because didn't they? Uh, I don't know if it passed, but they were talking about also just generically in, in uh, renting. You know, just to, yeah. hey, don't pay your rent. You know, uh, and yeah. your landlord can't kick you out. And it's like, really? I mean, <laughs> I I don't understand that. Um, let's see, guys. Uh, we have a, a quick email here. Uh, comes in for Rob. Says, do conventional no. lenders offer? buy downs of interest rates anymore and would you recommend it yeah we see that from time to time right now we're at almost you know if not at historic lows so buying down an interest rate further isn't on a lot of people's minds but it is possible to do so what that means is simply you know if, if let's say i'm quoting a borrower a three percent interest rate and they say to me well hey you know i really want to get a rate of 2.75 can I do it? The answer is yes, but what you'll have to do as a borrower is you'll have to sort of pay up front to get that interest rate. And what you're doing 
there would be less revenue in that lower rate for the lender. As the rates go lower, there's less revenue on a rate sheet on any given day. But you are making up that deficit by by paying points or a fraction of what we call a discount point uh, to get that lower rate. So the equation becomes one of if you're going to invest, let's say, two thousand dollars into the the lower rate, and you're going to save two hundred dollars a month by doing so. This is a simple example. It's going to take you ten months to recoup that investment. That's the equation you have to. Do. Will I be in that mortgage in that house in ten months' time? If the answer is yes, maybe it's worth considering. Okay. But again, with low rates, you know that we're seeing right now, people are generally keep their costs low in their uh, process and get the best rate they can without points. Gotcha. How do people get hold of you? Uh, they can reach or, you know do a Google search for uh, best mortgage lender ever in the world. In history. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can. I, I'm Rob Spinoza with Guaranteed Rate, and they can find me. I'm in Marin County, and so if you go uh, Rob Spinoza or Mortgage Broker Marin County, uh, I'll probably come up. 415-367-5959 is my number. Very good. All right, guys, cutting to the second commercial break here. The TV show Frasier is based in what city? All right. Oof. Email, uh, call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answers is going to win that tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mom Fawn of Pacific Private Money and Rob Spinoza of Guaranteed Rate. Second trivia question, the TV show Frasier is based in what U.S. city? Is it Boston? No. That, that was uh, no. Deers. Deers. Yeah. What was uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, all right. Seattle. Uh, Seattle. And uh, before we uh, get started again, I want to make a mention here for uh, Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. They are still doing uh, delivery and pickup. Uh, you can't eat in the restaurant, obviously, but at least uh, you can't. Actually, they, I guess everyone's going to be starting to open up pretty here, here pretty soon. So uh, check out My Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. They have very, very, very good pizza. Uh, Nam, question comes in for you. It says, why do the distributions in your fund vary from month to month? So you may want to give it Good back. question. So, yeah. So uh, the person who wrote the question is probably referring to the uh, Pacific Private Money Fund. And the Pacific Private Money Fund is a mortgage pool fund or a mortgage debt fund. It's made up of loans primarily on residential real estate that um, our company makes to borrowers who are oftentimes, um, you know, purchasing a, a home or, um, or refinancing. And they come to us uh, when bank financing isn't an option for a number of reasons. It just could be that uh, it's a program that uh, a bank, you know, doesn't offer, or it's just a speed issue. They need to buy a property or quickly, and they need to close very fast. And, and uh, timing-wise, a conventional lender is just not going to uh, make sense for them. Um, and we pool these mortgages in this fund where we're charging borrowers typically rates in the nines, uh, maybe low tens, you know, our investors earn uh, returns uh, north of seven, usually around seven and a half percent. And the reason why it's usually, uh, which means that the rate of return uh, varies is because of a number of things. One is 
the rate that we're charging borrowers. So because we don't charge every loan, every borrower the exact same, you know, interest rate, um, that rate's going to fluctuate based on a number of factors like, um, you know, uh, the loan to value, the duration of the loan, uh, the type of loans that they need. And because these rates that we charge borrowers can, can um, be different, the rate of return to the investor is therefore uh, different as well. Um, what can also impact that is if we have to take a property back um, because the borrower you know, is not able to uh, pay and we have to file a notice of default and, and foreclose on the property and eventually sell it. If we make a profit, then that profit can be shared in the given month that that property sold. That will boost the yield as well. Um, likewise, if we had to sell a foreclosed property at a loss, that would you know, affect the yield to the negative. Uh, although in our um, 13 years of, of operations, um, we've never had a loss. And in the fund, we've never had a loss. And the foreclosures that we've had in our company, of which we probably had about 12, uh, we've never had a loss. So, uh, but again, you know, foreclosing on a property, selling it, um, those uh, profits are shared with our investors. And in any given month that uh, we, we would sell a property, that typically would see result in a boost in the rate of return for that month. So if you want more information uh, about the Pacific private money, uh, if you need to borrow or if you'd like to invest, give us a call 415-883-2150 or visit us on the web at www.pacificprivatemoney.com. We also actually have a um, fund information session coming up really soon, it's this Tuesday, um, June 25th. It's going to be at 5 p.m. If you want to register for it, you can go to our website and it's under the events section and the website again is um, www.pacificprivatemoney.com or call us at 415-883-2150 and Andrea at the front desk will, um, will register you. So hope that answers that question. And in fact, you know what? Um, one of the types of loans uh, that we do, I'll mention right now, if you don't mind, I'll just jump into the sure, deal right. of the week. Yeah. So, yeah, here's the deal of the week um, that, you know, we maybe have mentioned before, but it's uh, worth noting, if, especially for you contractors, builders out there. Um, we had a loan request come in for $270,000 against a property valued at nine hundred. Wow. So that's a really low, low loan to value. Yeah, um, this person, you know, if you went to a bank and they saw that kind of loan to value, they would say, wow, okay, well, you have my attention. This sounds, you know, sounds initially like a deal that we'd want to do. Uh, bank's going to ask you, well, uh, tell me about your business. I'm a contractor. I own, you know, um, I own multiple properties. Well, how many do you own? You know, I own seven. Um, uh, that's, that's kind of a red flag for the bank because, in this case, um, the bank that they went to said, you know what, we can't lend you if you own more than five um, properties. And this borrower is going to pull equity out if they needed to, to you know, as uh, collateral for this purchase. But because they've exceeded uh, a certain number of properties in their portfolio, then a bank's going to typically turn them away. I'm, I'm going to guess if I'm going to guess if they owned all the properties free and clear, it'd be okay. But Rob, do you see that as a lender that, that that's a problem because what the potential domino effect? 
Yeah, this becomes a problem if the property they're looking to finance is an investment property. Generally, if it's their primary home, we don't have a limit on how many properties they own. Yeah, That's, and in this that, case, it was an investment. Yeah. The, the, the fear is that, uh, you know, the stopping of rents coming in from one property, the domino effect, there's lose all the property. Right. Yeah. right. It, and that's definitely a real concern, especially right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you look at the total profile of this borrower and their, their assets from a private money, private lending standpoint, you know, it's something that we would green light um, and the exit will be a conventional refinance. I think they were uh, in the process of or will be selling off some other investment properties so that they can refinance into a conventional loan. No, it totally makes um, sense. The thing is you're 30% loan to value. So right. he'll do everything and anything in his power to make sure he doesn't lose that property. Yeah, and this is not going to be a 30-year loan to this uh, you know, contractor. It's going to be short-term. They'll refinance once they sell a couple of their other investment properties. Very good. Um, but that is a common scenario we're seeing more and more of. Uh, why don't you give out your information one more time for people to uh, sign up to listen to the webinar coming up? Um, yeah. Yeah. Call us at uh, 415-883-2150, or you can um, reach us at www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Go to the events section, and you can register for our upcoming uh, webinar. It only costs $500. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a free webinar. Okay. Free. Um, you don't have to pay it if you don't want. If you, if you don't want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ask for a deferment. Okay. Uh, it's our third trivia question. What meal in a box is called the San Francisco treat? You guys remember that commercial? Uh, right? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We are going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Mark Hahn is off today. And Rob Spinoza of Guaranteed Rate. Third trivia question, what meal in a box is called the San Francisco treat? Rice-a-roni. Rice-a-roni. All right. All right, uh, Nam, you want to give us some uh, market outlook, some economic news? Yeah, so going back to one of our favorite economists, um, Chris Thornberg, Christopher Dr. Christopher Thornburg <laughs> of Beacon Economics. We talked about him uh, last week. I think he was on a podcast, right, that uh, you listened to, Edward. And uh, I love listening to the guy. Generally, he's um, he's just straight shooter. Yeah. Um, he gives a very, um, you know, objective data. And he doesn't, uh, you know, I love the term miserableism because it's, it's so true with our media sometimes. But um, he just kind of cuts through all of the... Uh, the drama and kind of get to the point. And his um, latest forecast or outlook was is for summer 2020. And the headline is upbeat outlook. Economic recovery from COVID-19 is underway. Ask not if, but how strong the bounce will be. So that's for summer 2020. And he goes on to say, despite the tremendous economic costs of COVID-19 related closures, speaking economics, latest forecast for the U.S. and California continues to call continues to call for a strong, rapid recovery during the last 
half of 2020, both for employment and output. And uh, running counter to the vast majority of forecasts, Beacon has uh, been on record predicting a sharp second half recovery for over two months. The new outlook, which is again rosier than most, is based on new data that indicates May numbers. Once fully available, will be better than April's. Um, and uh, and I won't read for too much longer, but it says the pieces of data we see coming in for May suggest that the nation has already passed the low point of economic activity and things are beginning to rebound. Um, if you go to his website too, though, Beacon Economics, um, it gives uh, graphs of of segments of um, the economy, business segments that uh, may have permanent damage in terms of you know the, the number of years it would take for them to come back, um, generally being in the hospitality and travel industries and service sectors. But you know overall, you know, he's been saying this all along, it's more of a sort of a V-shaped um, than, than it is a U-shape in terms of economic recovery. But then again, you know, it will depend on, on if there's a second wave, but, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that, when that happens, when that plays out and, and when vaccines and more testing come out. But I certainly like this report from him just because, you know, it's, it's paints a uh, much more positive picture of maybe what, you know, I don't, I, I don't know that I agree or disagree with him, but, uh, what I will say on this and what I see happening right now is um is where i think this is going to go and and um you know without getting political about it but i think where the economy wants to go on this is that we're just going to have to get used to dealing with the virus i i don't see a lot of consumer or or financial motivation to do anything other than to try and resume normal activity <laughs> virus began mm -hmm. and i don't know what that looks like from an epidemiolo epidemiological standpoint i don't know mm -hmm. what that like for our communities and our families, but that certainly seems to be what I see being pushed out from Washington, and I see it echoed in segments of the economy where people are just like, hey, look, it isn't affecting me. I want to get back to work, and I want to do the things I was doing before this whole thing started. So that's kind of the recovery I see on this. Uh, again, I don't know how it ends, but, yeah, um, you know, I'd be hard-pressed to accept any other predictions on how this thing's going to go other than that. Because I don't see the country doing any level of testing, you know, it's, it's super comprehensive. So I don't know. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how these next three to six months play out. Like you said, um, if there's a second wave, if you know the the, the medical conditions become such that it's uh, very difficult to sustain normal activity again, I don't know. But I don't see any appetite to shut down. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, you yeah. know, when you talk about the hospitality industry. You know, there's, uh, I mean, Airbnb. You know, VR, right. uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it just it's, it's Uber. so many people. Uber, yeah, Uber and Lyft, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's right the, sharing. You know, the Hyatt Hotel, you know, uh, right, mm -hmm. right. Wow. And and I think I think the, I think those attitudes from consumers are going to be individual. I don't think policy is going to change that. Like you could say to me tomorrow, hey, you know, you can go stay at a hotel, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Yeah, um, right. Know, and depending depending on where I am along the spectrum, with more risk or less risk. Yeah. You know, I, I think senior citizens would be crazy to get on a plane. I wouldn't advise my father did that, you know, and so yeah. this is, but I think it's being left up to us. It's not being left, it's certainly not being dealt with at the national level. It's being pushed to yeah. the state. But at the end of the day, I see it coming back to the consumer, which is where I see the economy going to. What are consumers yeah. going to do? 
Well, I, I kind of like the idea of, of let the consumer decide how much risk he or she will have. Um, you know, again, as long as we're doing certain precautions, you know, the masks and the social distancing, then, you know, I, I'd rather not have Big Brother telling me exactly what, as long as I'm being uh, known, you know, if I know what the risks are, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And, and I think I think one of the things we do in our in our daily lives, all of us, is, is we are experts in our field of profession, and we try our best to kind of express that expertise so that people make smart decisions. Yet, yeah. uh, you know, the country I see a lot of the you know the, the you know virus specialists and epidemiologists trying to say the same thing, but yet not everybody's willing to accept that they know better than those people. And I, I think that's dangerous. But again. Uh, you know, here in California, for the most part, I think people have been respectful with uh, the social distancing yeah. protocols, wearing masks, and I, and I hope that continues. But it's not, that's not the case across the country. And so we'll have to see, you know, because we rely on other parts of the country, you know, it's true. People come yeah. here from, from over there. But the, the other yeah. part of this, though, is that if they, if the economy takes too big a hit, that's right. going to have a much more devastating effect on people. Yeah. You know, the, the devil you right. know versus the devil you don't know, right? I mean, it, it, it's yeah. you know, the devil you know is, is, hey, if everybody shuts down, you know, we're going to deal with supply chain disruption. We're going to deal with a lot of things that are untenable. As well. I mean, you'll see alcoholism go up, uh, abuse of <laughs> no, seriously, abuse of children. Yeah. And, I mean, there's more divorces no, I, that are going on now because I can't yeah. stand being in the same house. You know, you know one kind of funny story is um, the a report came out. Well, it's not really funny. It's kind of sad, but report came out that uh, the alcohol consumption increased by forty percent. Um, and the stat, how they got the stat was this app that people can download on their phone, a breathalyzer app. Oh, yeah. And apparently how they said they got this data is that people are sitting around drinking and out of boredom use the breathalyzer to see what their alcohol consumption was. And, and the app maker said, you know, people random bored, you know, just sitting there bored, breathing into it. It's shown that 40% of the population ha has increased you know, their alcohol consumption. Uh, and yeah, just think of the people who, once they, get, once they drive, okay, where am I going to be at the, you know, how much can I drive before getting into trouble or something? You well, know? On, on, I, on I think they were. And a real estate centric note on this, one of the things we are seeing, you've probably heard about it yourselves, guys, is that people are looking at their household situation and saying, I got to get out of this. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. My house, my house is, is 15,000 square feet and it's too small. There's, there's two of yeah. us in this house. <laughs> if, if you needed a backyard in the winter with three kids and you didn't have it, you need it now, yeah. right? <laughs> like, Get me out of here. <laughs> I need a doghouse in the backyard because oh, <laughs> I'm in the doghouse. <laughs> oh, I was say, we don't own a dog, and I made sure that the doghouse looked really good just for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to cut to our last commercial break. We already asked our trivia questions. Audience, stay with us. Don't touch that dial. The Investor Investing will be back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Rob Spinoza. Um, 
Rob, what kind of activity are you seeing uh, in loan applications since you're a mortgage broker? I just pulled up um, a data point. It said California mortgage applications source 77% off coronavirus bottom. Applications wow. for purchase money up seven consecutive weeks. This is dated end of May. So we're seeing a bit of that. Um, I would tell you mm -hmm. that if you had asked me a month ago, you know, what are your thoughts on the purchase market? Uh, I would have said, well, I'm cautiously optimistic, but the last three, four weeks have really proven to me and we're seeing it in our pipeline that uh, people who are still employed knew that they needed to change their living situation. They're taking action and, uh, you know, it's good to see it happening again. I think the spring buying season is pushed back effectively two to three months, maybe even a little bit more than that. Um, but mm -hmm. most of the real estate agents I talk to are saying they're seeing increased levels of activity, uh, listing interest, buyer interest. Um, you know, again, a, a bright spot. I hope it continues. I hope it's not adversely impacted by, you know, uh, sort of retracement of the health issues. Rob, between um, purchase uh, applications and refinance, how is that balance compared to other time periods? Are you just because, you know, there's pent up demand for purchases just because, you know, well, the market was been on yeah. hold and then interest rates are so low now, people can refi. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, so we were like almost that? exclusively refinanced back in March. Mm-hmm. Now it's more about uh, yeah, it's, it, it's shifting now, right? And, and, the, and the, the shift into purchase as a proportion of new applications is is, is increasing. So I, I see the purchase market coming back. I feel that energy uh, out there right now, and, I, and from when I've talked with other people, real estate agents, they're echoing that as well. Yeah, I think the the lagging part is actual number of new listings coming on because I think listing inventory is still relatively light, but um, I think as, as things continue to open up, you'll see people putting their homes on the uh, on the market right now, taking advantage of the demand that's out there. Um, what will be interesting though, I think is is you're seeing rents drop in, you know, San Francisco, yeah, um, like 10%, you know, how will that translate into home sale, you know, listing prices? Will that, you know, soften, um, you know, the, the, you know, market, uh, for, uh, property values. I don't know. That'll be interesting to see over the coming months, but, uh, I imagine I've heard, you know, some I've, people heard have moved heard yeah, I've, I've heard, I've heard some stories about, about, uh, about values dropping in the city, but I haven't experienced that myself and I, and I haven't seen the diminishing of values across the board, not in any yeah. appreciable way. Really haven't. Yeah. Interesting. All right, uh, Rob, why don't you give out your information one more time? 415-367-5959. Rob, this is a guaranteed rate in San Anselmo. Okay, and Nam? All are welcome. Okay. <laughs> Nam? Uh, Pacific Private Money, you can call us at 415-883-2150, or you can reach us at uh, online at www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Okay. And don't forget about our upcoming webinar. It's uh, June 25th. We're going to talk about some other June 23rd, June 23rd. I'm sorry. I said that in the June 23rd, this coming Tuesday at 5 PM, the 23rd of June. <laughs> and we're going to talk about other uh, investment opportunities. So you don't want to miss this. Okay. Very good. All right, guys. Uh, here's our thoughts for the day. When life gives you lemons, 
freeze them and throw them as hard as possible to people making your life difficult. <laughs> I like that one. And me too. My, my therapist told me the way to achieve true inner peace is to finish what I start. So far, I finished two bags of M&Ms and a chocolate cake. I feel better already. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> sweet, yeah, sweet. So, uh, all right, uh, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.